right, hello everybody. Welcome to another great episode of the Southern Pride Philosophy Podcast. We are two Southern guys' perspective on life, liberty, and the pursuit of gravy. We are broadcasting live from the HB5 studios right here in beautiful downtown historic Concord. I be your host, Biggin, and how about you? We do have another great episode for you today, but before we begin, let me introduce you to the second half of this flaky biscuit. That's right, I'm talking about the pride of Anderson, South Carolina, 2016's Honorable Mention Father of the Year, the inventor of the redneck egg roll on old mic number one. Give it up for Mojo! Do I butter your biscuit? Every day. I like that. I like my biscuits with a little bit of jam and, and butter, too, so... Thank you for joining us again for our fourth episode, or excuse me, our fifth episode. Man, I got to get that right. We appreciate you guys checking us out. Please go to our Facebook page at Southern Fried Philosophy. Um, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at SFP Radio. Also, southernfriedphilosophy.com on the interwebs. We'd like interaction, uh, comment on our photos, and also uh, send us a message if, if you'd like. Uh, we do some polls every once in a while mm-hmm. um, on there, so please check us out. We, we have some exciting, exciting things coming up that we will keep posting on social media, so please keep track there. Fire away, buddy. Speaking of Facebook, we have successfully got more than 200 likes. Thumbs up. I think that's more than the Hillary Clinton uh, North Carolina fan page. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know it's a little bit more than bad mother smokers, but hey, we're hoping to get them up. Too. We're going to push them up, yeah. yeah. That sounded bad. Anyway. <laughs> We do have a great show lined up for you. We have Southern's Slang and Twang, Nailed It Again, Project Mason Jar Update. We will be talking about that time of the month. We have an update from Conspiracy Theory Carl. That's a new segment that we have. And, ladies and gentlemen, on the program today, we have Arthur. Author? Mm, author? Not Arthur. <laughs> no, I always get that confused. <laughs> author and speaker, Mighty Dave Milam, on the program today. Live in studio, but it won't be live when you hear it on the podcast. That's right. So let me go ahead and introduce you to the uh, southern southern slang and twang. <laughs> Specific, specifically or specifically? Both. Only on Tuesdays. This thing was 10 foot tall. Hey, yeah, beautiful hair. All right. So this southern slang and ta- twang. <laughs> Every time. Can we just change the name, please? Southern slang and twang is brought to us by Brandy Logan, which commented on the Facebook page, some Southern slangs are colder than a witch's, and I can't say the next word, um, adding the word one at the end of a sentence. And she gave an example. You can have bacon or sausage one. Have you heard that before? I haven't. Mm-mm. And then she goes on to this dissertation of a word called la balouse, which I don't know what that means either. Things that that I, sounds Creole. <laughs> La Bella Luce. Or didn't he play on Transformers? Could be. Shia LaBeouf. That's Shia, what I was yeah, thinking of. Yeah. There you go. But the things that I have uh, are y'all, which we knew that. Well, y'all, but y'all means like two or three. Mm-hmm. And then all y'all means several. More than that. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Uh, one that I have heard, up the creek without a paddle. It, there's also, that's kind of the less serious one. And then there's the one that's really serious. <laughs> up so, a, a crap creek, creek yeah. without a paddle. And then also, if the Lord is willing and the creek don't rise. Now, I've, I've said that quite a few times. Yeah. That dog don't hunt. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, yeah. Mean, that means uh, that's no good to us or no good to me. Right. And, and to go back, if the Lord is willing and the creek don't rise, just means if that's God's will or, <laughs> <laughs> or if nothing else comes up. That's right. Uh, to describe your parents, Mama and Papa. 
There okay. you go. Yeah. And then uh, she said that her husband's favorite is when she uses the word yonder. So yeah, going and over yonder. Also here in the south, well, uh, the northern part of the south, you mm. have yens. Mm. Have you heard that in Virginia? I have. Yeah, which is the same as y'all. Right. That's, that's a good point. All yens, too. All yens. All yens get over here. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> so that is uh, southern slang and twang. This thing was 10 foot tall. He had beautiful hair. Pantene. <laughs> All right, so we do have a update from Project Mason Jar. And Mojo, will you explain what Project Mason Jar is and where we're at? Project Mason Jar is when you take corn and sugar. Oh, no, that's the that, that's yours. I'm sorry. <laughs> that's mine. Hold on. Yeah. We didn't uh, give that one away. <laughs> see, last episode, we, uh, we brought uh, Project Mason Jar uh, up. And what we were trying to do is we're trying to trade a mason jar. Does it have a lid? It does have uh, a lid. Okay. Yep. The the factory lid. Yes. Okay. So we have a mason jar, a clear clear ball mason jar with a right. lid, and uh, we were trying to do the uh, similar to the red paper clip mm-hmm. a few years back, where a guy uh, took a red paper clip and I think fourteen trades later, I believe, yep, um, he ended up with a house in, in Canada, which is cold there, but still, <laughs> he traded up from a paper clip. So our goal is to take our our, our mason jar and trade up as many times as possible to get a five-year contract mm-hmm. on radio. And now, it doesn't matter where this contract is. Correct. It, we'll, we can move. Yep. And we will be glad to pick up and go wherever we want. And speci- we specifically, the, the five-year contract is a non-janitorial position. <laughs> right. It yeah, has need- to be on the radio. <laughs> <laughs> it could be a five-year contract. That's right. To- to scoop poop or anything like that. Are you, you know, no human soundboard, like, you know, where you, you make the fart noises and stuff like that. Yeah, no doubt. Um, but anyway, so our first, uh, we have our first trade coming up. We've actually confirmed it, and we'll be posting uh, our interview with our first trade victim, and uh, we'll be bringing that to you, and we'll updating our Facebook um, and Instagram and Twitter on that, and also our posting our first trade on our website at southernfriedphilosophy.com. Uh, we're excited to announce that, but mm-hmm. we're not going to tell you what it is. We're going to keep you in suspense, right? Or yeah, you want to announce that's it? right. We'll, we'll keep it in suspense. You'll have to check okay. the Craigslist ad or the Facebook page. Yeah, we'll, we'll update the Craigslist ad also, but please, 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 pass it around. Share it around. Oh, yeah. You're viral. Now, you had one post that got 495 views. Right. Uh, the other ones we've been posting has got 36. So I need I need you guys to step up a little bit. That's so right. That'd be great. If, I mean, I know you guys watch the uh, kitten videos that, you know, <laughs> they get like 367 million thousand views. But Yeah, it's ridiculous. <laughs> That's right. We're going to go straight into that time of the month. Ooh. Mm. Not that time. And I'm starting fights that I just can't win. Why do I try? I never can tell. This time of the month, oh, it sure is hell. Can you explain to, to our fellow viewers, listeners? <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, usually when my our, my wife's Amazon uh, subscription of tampons comes in. No, Whoa. no, that's not it. <laughs> that time of the You're month is <laughs> that time of the month is our 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 monthly segment where we kind of give you some upcoming holidays for the month that are kind of crazy, not your traditional. I don't think Hallmark makes a card for some of these. Mm-hmm. That's right. But I'm sure you can find them on Etsy. <laughs> Or you can make them yourself. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> With a crayon and a piece of construction paper. Or a cocktail napkin. All right. So that time of the month. Uh, these are some monthly observances that we have. Boomers making a difference month. I don't know. Like Boomer Esiason? Like what kind of boomers have we got 
got going on there. Maybe they forgot the L and it's called bloomers. Oh, that could be it because those definitely make a difference. Getting ready ready for kindergarten month. Mojo, you ready for that? I got one more year. <laughs> um, one of my favorites are National Breastfeeding Month. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's good. And followed by National Goat Cheese Month. I do like some goat cheese. I do like goat cheese. Yeah. I like it fried. A little bit of walnuts. Never, Never tried that? No. You Man, fry it? Yeah. A little, huh. bre- little breadcrumbs, walnuts, goat cheese, yeah. Hey, buddy. Yeah. There you go. National Traffic Awareness Month. I'm always aware of traffic. I'm pretty aware, too, when the blue lights are behind me, uh, <laughs> writing me a traffic award. There you go. Um, National <laughs> Shop Online for Groceries Month. So it may actually tie into your wife's... Amazon. Amazon addiction. addiction. Okay. Also, a couple of things. Your Tomboy Tools Month. I don't know what that means. Tomboy Tools Month. Is that the 80s band? Tomboy? Oh, it might be. Okay, could hmm. be. And um, National Reader Romance Month. So <laughs> get, get out your copy of Fifty Shades. I'm sure my wife has about 14 boxes of uh, smut romance novels <laughs> down in the garage. Oh, God, she's got those from Amazon? Um, I think I think your wife uh, <laughs> brought them over. Oh, sweet geez, she probably did. <laughs> the Notebook. It oh. is a plea, is a notebook. Didn't you like that movie? Um, no. I, I I liked A Walk to Remember. I still cry at that one. It's, I'm I, a sucker for that one. The new notebook doesn't really do anything for me. I got you. A Walk yeah. to Remember, is that when I try had leg surgery? <laughs> uh, all right, so weekly observances, National Bargain Hunting Week, National Psychic Week. Hey, speaking of National Spike, <laughs> Psychic Week. <laughs> Are you going to bring up? Miss Cleo. Yeah. She passed away this I week. I guess she didn't see that coming. You would think. Yeah. She would see it coming. Maybe maybe it's maybe that doesn't include self. Oh, maybe you, know you can't see stuff coming from yourself. Yeah, hmm. I don't know. That, <laughs> would have to find out a psychic. My 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 twelve year old's a psychic because she thinks she? I read minds. <laughs> so, so does my wife. Uh, exercise with your child. Or week. she she. I'm sorry. She oh. reads my mind supposedly. So. Oh, it is exercise with your child week. You can go walk around and look for some Pokemon. Um, stop on red week. I think that's every week. But I could be wrong. I think that's celebrated 365. It should be every day. Um, Now, one thing that uh, for this month is Sturgis Rally Week. So tell me about that. Sturgis, uh, one of the largest uh, motorcycle, actually the largest motorcycle rally up in the Dakotas. Mm. Get a beautiful ride up through the Black Hills. And you can see Mount Rushmore if you you pick the right roads. Mm. Uh, It's a beautiful ride. It just gets crazy. I think a town of like 2,000 swells to like 200,000 or something. It's crazy, wow. man. It's just people camping out in people's front yards off of Airbnb. So, yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> there you go. Uh, it is National Motorcycle Week on the 14th through the 20th, and also National Chef's Appreciation Week. So you got a twofer on that one. Hug your chef, yeah. Yeah. And the last one I'll bring up is Feeding Pets of the Homeless Week. So don't feed the homeless people. Just feed their pets. Yeah, of course. Pets. Old Sarah McLaughlin. <laughs> Here's some uh, daily observances. I'm all kind of. There's a ton of them. There's so. a ton. But uh, the third National Watermelon Day. Hmm. Here in the South, we like our watermelon. Yes, sir, we do. Let's see. The fifth is Work Like a Dog Day. Hmm. Also, uh, Homemade Pie Day. <laughs> <laughs> I liked some homemade pie. Hmm. Um, seventh is Friendship Day. So I got to get you a card again for that. <laughs> Yay! I look uh, forward to it. <laughs> the ninth is Chinese Valentine's Day. Hmm. So uh, I hope my wife doesn't know that because. I didn't go to Jared. So, <laughs> what is um, it? What was it again? The Chinese Valentine's Day. Oh, oh okay. Gotcha. Yeah. I, I bought her a Chinese finger lock. 
Just get slapped. The 11th is Presidential Joke Day. It is. Man, that's joke. perfect. Yeah. Right here in the election cycle. Sure. Um, the 13th is Left Handers Day. So okay. all those Southpaws out there that cause disruption when they have to have specially made scissors, <laughs> pencils. 16th is National Tell a Joke Day. On the 17th, you can hit up uh, the Salvation Army and Goodwill because that's National Thrift uh, Thrift Day. Mm. Thrift Shop Day, excuse me. Hey, Macklemore, can we go thrift shopping? What, what? Um, the 20th is National Radio Day. Oh, nice. So maybe we can get our contract by that date <laughs> and just get and wrap this thing up. <laughs> not pushing it. But. <laughs> 21st is Go Visit Your Senior Citizen Day. Uh-huh. Um, so I guess I'll be driving down to see my parents. Mm-hmm. Because they got there, the AA or pretty card. Well, you could just go to McDonald's at four in the morning and just knock that all out. Twenty six is Women's Equality Day, mm-hmm. so I'm making my wife paint the outside of the house. That's also the same day as National Web Mistress Day. Did you notice that? <laughs> this is sponsored by Ashley Madison. <laughs> Followed by Just Because Day. Hmm. Hmm. I don't think that's the thirtieth is Frankenstein Day. Huh? That's pretty much every morning when my kids wake up. Nice. So. Uh, I did see that uh, the 5th is International Beer Day and the 6th is International Hangover Day. I bet they have a coincidence. Uh, probably that. so. Probably yeah. so. And then the, the weirdest one out of all of this is the 8th, which is sneak some zucchini onto your neighbor's porch. Oh, I day. saw that, yeah. Like, for real? I'm, I'm actually going to do it. That's perfect because uh, friends at church, <laughs> he uh, brought me a, a big basket of zucchini the other day. <laughs> that was the biggest zucchini I've ever like, seen in my entire life. It was like a... This, like the size of a, maybe what an eighteenth month eighteen month old child or something. Oh yeah, yeah. by far. Yeah, by it was far. crazy. Well, not to brag, but I've dropped a deuce that big before. <laughs> I'm just saying. Wow. <laughs> yeah, did it try to fight to get out of the water? It it tried to swallow me whole. Was it like National Shark or was it Shark Week or something? <laughs> it was shark Week in my toilet. It was awful. Oh, uh, all right. So that's uh, that time of the month. The tears are flowing. Coming once again, and I'm starting fights that I just can't win. Why do I try? I never can tell. This time of the month, though it sure is hell. We're gonna take a break, and when we come back, it's conspiracy theory, Carl. And don't forget, we have author and speaker Dave Milam. But before we go. Hey, listen up. Summer's made for grilling and chilling. You, too, can be the baddest mother smoker on the block using our favorite award-winning smoking sauce. Bad Mother Smokers is a perfect match for your favorite meat, veggie, or even that secret ingredient to a pot of chili. Uh, check out BadMotherSmokers.com to place your order. And if you want to be a pit master like me, you can enter the promo code MOJO for 10% off your order. Visit BadMotherSmokers.com to get yours today. All right, we are back. That was a good break. Appreciate it. Yeah, I'm getting to stretch my legs. <laughs> uh, so we're going to start a new bit called Conspiracy Theory. Carl, and this is where you, as a real conspiracy theorist, will bring to us the latest conspiracy theory amongst the interwebs. Yeah, I don't think I don't think it's as uh, the latest, but no. I like interesting ones, especially the ones that kind of sound kooky, that kind of 
maybe have a lot of truth to them. I don't know. We'll see. But I and I don't necessarily believe some of the stuff. I just I find it interesting to read. So all right, all right. So those uh, uh, in 1922, there was an, uh, a lady by the name of Alice Bailey, and she came to America and um, worked with some the uh, the Theosophical? Well, I can't say that. Wow. That's easy for you. That's like specifically, or (laughs) Southern slang and twang. (laughs) All right. Now now you're getting personal. That's not me. Anyway, so this lady, Alice Bailey, um, she's an esoteric philosopher, and uh, she comes over. What just happened? (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) I came over here in 1922. She formed this. publication company mm-hmm. uh, to publish public uh publicize <laughs> to publish to publish some books uh, that uh-huh. she'd written yep. uh, i think a total of 27 books that she was, was going to write anyway she formed this thing called the lucifer trust oh yeah oh there's devil in the details anyway after three or four years of uh, there's no details in it it's just right. the devil's in it the, Luc- the lucifer trust um so anyway uh, after a few years of public outcry and her she's not really winning any friends and influencing anybody she uh they they changed the na- name to Lucius Trust in 1922. She she created this thing called the Lucifer Project. The Lucifer Trust. Trust. Yeah. Uh, and no, and back then it was an outcry. Oh yeah, huge. Hmm. Yeah. You got to remember. I mean, well, in 1922. Yeah. Today yeah. it'd be celebrated. Uh, probably so. Yeah, right. Probably so. Anyway, so they changed the name to, to Lucius Trust, mm-hmm. and actually Luci- Lucius and um, Lucifer actually have the same root name in Latin, mm-hmm. which means bringer of light. So uh, anyway. The, this this trust, the Lucius Trust, uh, actually is now the publication company for the U, United Nations, UN, Uh-oh. up in New York. So they're also the philosophical spiritual wing of the United Nations, too. And they're listed as an NGO on the United Nations website, which is a non-government, mm. non-governmental organization. And um, they get kind of like diplomatic status to go in different countries and stuff. Hey, buddy. So anyway, they, they also have a th- an organization called World Goodwill. And mm. where they go around trying to spread love and things like that, but of course. just a little brief thing on esoteric um, philosophy. Mm-hmm. Um, esoteric philosophy is just where you try to find all the commonalities amongst all the world religions, mm-hmm. and they'll take the anything that's common story out of it, and they try to redevelop it into bring the world all together. You know, one one world, one one love. So, so it's like the Ryan's buffet of religions, right? You just pick what you want, minus the ice cream machine and the uh, yeast rolls. What about? Let me ask you this: Does it have the the chocolate fountain? That that was way past my time. I don't remember the chocolate oh. fountain. Well, they have it now. You mean the hepatitis B fountain? <laughs> that one. Okay, yes, I got gotcha. you. Other people have different names for it, but it's the same thing. <laughs> yeah, you might you might end up with a, a sore in your lip or something. <laughs> You've got that one fat kid that's just trying to lick it. That's right. Like, hey, buddy. Yeah, don't do that. Hey, Biggin, I need you. I need you to back <laughs> step, off. Of step that. away. Step away. <laughs> you can't go past this barricade anymore. So. Speaking of barricades. Oh, yeah. Well, great segue. Oh, my gosh. The DNC, they get mad at Trump for trying to build a wall, but then they themselves decide to, to build, build a wall. To build, not no, not just one, but you said two, right? Two, right. Yeah. The first one was uh, outside around the uh, convention center. Now, that's at. the temple. That's the, you know, yeah. that's the outside of the temple. I don't think they had any Coliseum, uh, uh, Coliseum things going on this, this time, but yeah, they erected a four mile fence. I mean, this thing's like 10 foot tall mm-hmm. uh, around the convention center to protect mm-hmm. the uh, delegates and of course, of course the important to. people. Yeah. But also they, they put one up inside uh, around the stage that way no delegate or fan or worshiper could get near the well, uh, hierarchy. Yeah, that's so, the holy of the holies. Yeah, right but actually, yeah. after the first day of the debut of the DNC, they uh, mm-hmm. they got so much outcry on social media about having the wall and the mm-hmm. irony of it, so they actually replaced it with an invisible 
barricade, which was like glass, but you still could see the partition or the partition holders holding it up. So yeah, a little bit of irony there, but I did see John Stewart. He make it. He made it to the stage, and he dressed up as a Hunger Games. Character. Oh, that was the the RNC. Oh, was it yeah. the RNC? Yeah. Okay, yeah. my bad. That, that was actually when John Stewart was uh, uh, Stephen Colbert. Colbert. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he actually rushed out. That was actually kind of funny. Oh, so, <laughs> uh, so uh, this DNC thing. Hey. Hey, buddy. Yeah. What, mm. a, what a, I mean, I know the RNC was like a dumpster fire, and the other one's mm. like a trailer fire. It, so it, it is just, every time I watch it, I just get more and more furious. I mean, yeah. the old Silver Fox came out yesterday. Yeah. Said, hey, I'm going to tell you Grandpa, love story. Grandpa wisdom. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to tell you my, my love story. Let me sit on my knee. Now, listen, I'll yeah. tell you, out of that love story, I felt like I loved her more than I loved my wife. I mean, it was a nice little speech and story. Yeah. But um, we, need, we need to go back and see if you plagiarized. <laughs> Just, just I don't think curious. he plagiarized, but I just think the whole thing was false. He just made it up. I, hmm. Yeah, do you, do you think they're madly in love still? No. Okay. No, not at all. Just curious. After Well, after the, what, 14th, 15th affair? Probably right. not. Yeah, well. At some point, she's like, he, he said. So you, so you think they're married for political purposes? Oh, yeah. 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 Well, she, he said that she can change anything, right? right? Except Clinton. Like, he keeps doing the same thing over or and pants, over again. Or a pantsuit style. <laughs> or a pantsuit style. Actually, it's kind of funny on her Twitter Twitter, Twitter handle. Actually, her description says uh, pantsuit aficionado. So mm. that's you got to give kudos to her for that. That's so legit. That's, that's funny. Well, so, mm. but yeah, um, it's easier to hide what's underneath there. <laughs> let's not talk about. It. Well, you know, like the pitchfork and the and the tail, or a full chest belly rocker tattoo. <laughs> you think you think she's got any tattoos? Tell me. Maybe she's got the tramp stamp. Could be. I, I, I don't even want to envision what tattoo Hillary Clinton. Granny Clinton would have. <laughs> She's got like the old California license plate. Yeah, you think so? Yeah, probably. Hmm. Maybe. New. Nope. Uh, I don't know. That'll make me throw up tonight. That's that's going to give me heartburn. <laughs> yeah, let's not go any there anymore. <laughs> We're going to stop that right yeah. now. Ugh. All right. Okay. So uh, I think you had some follow up. Updates. Some news? Yeah. Some news updates. Yeah. Actually, you know, last uh, episode number four, we got to talk to Jeremy, and he kind of uh, gave us the inside scoop on Pokemon Go, because I have right. no clue what Pokemon Go is. Well, and then I had the incident with I almost peed in my pants. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, you you kind of play it and know what's going on. So, anyway, there's... Uh, by the by the way, I dropped that like a bad habit. I haven't even turned it back on. Since when? What, this afternoon? No, like, probably like a week. Okay. <laughs> Solid. <laughs> Was it the P incident or? It was it, yeah. Yeah. I was like, I'm, I'm too old for this. <laughs> anyway, uh, there was a guy in Michigan last week who's actually arrested in front of the police station. But <laughs> okay. not for what you're thinking. Okay. He was actually a wanted criminal. <laughs> so he was actually uh, a guy named William Wilcox. Um, was, Willie. Yeah, he was actually outside the uh, uh, police station, uh-huh. which is actually listed as a gym. <laughs> I don't know if that's intentional purposes about police station, but um, anyway, Mr. So, Genius. Yeah. So Mr. Wilcox was out chasing some, uh, I guess, some pokey, pokey chews or whatever uh-huh. they call them. And <laughs> uh, so, uh, yeah, he was out there and cops uh, re- uh, noticed his uh, profile profile uh-huh. in, on the wall or whatever. And uh, Mr. Wilcox got some uh, chrome cuffs and mm-hmm. a night in jail or maybe a couple nights. So well, Barney, Barney's at the front desk, right? I can see you going like Barney's at the front desk. He's looking at the well, Andy. And he looks outside. He looks back at the wanted pictures. Looks back outside and says, I think I got this one, Andy. I think I got him. <laughs> yeah, that's right. He was originally charged for breaking and entering. Uh, had a warrant for failure to, failure to appear for sentencing. So uh, I'm sure what probably turned out to be like a 30-day stint in jail is probably going to be a little bit longer for well, not for failure to he, appear. He could, uh, in essence, say that he was he break, he broke and entered trying to find the Pokemon. 
Well, I mean, and he couldn't go to court because of the Pokemon. Right. In all fairness, though, I mean, it was mislabeled. <laughs> so, I mean, it was, he went. He thought he he thought he was going to an anytime anytime fitness or uh, Planet Fitness or some pizza or something. That technically could be entrapment. I think. That's right. Could be. I'm good, a good lawyer. Maybe better call Saul. And also another Pokemon update. Um, Border, Border, uh, Border Patrol agents detained two Pokemon Go players because mm. I guess they were a little too close for comfort. So two teenagers from Canada on Thursday illegally crossed over uh, the U.S. border. So I mean, really, you could use this excuse for anything. Build the wall. Build. No, I was kidding. <laughs> anyway, we got to build the wall from all those uh, illegals kind of playing Pokemon Go, I guess. I bet you could like just Dig a ditch and just let them fall into it. Probably so. Do we, just, do we need to put like tar and fire? Nah. Just let <laughs> okay. <them fall> in. <laughs> anyway, also I wanted to bring up one, just one interesting just story. Just one more. All right. Cockroach milk is <clears throat> is going to be the new superfood craze. Stop it. Yeah. Stop I it. I can't wait to see what Whole Foods sells this stuff for. <laughs> they get eight dollars for asparagus water. So how do you get cockroach milk? Tell me this. <sighs> really small hands, I guess. Tiny, tiny hands. <laughs> <laughs> cockroach milk so yeah this the scientific term is actually uh the mm. lactating cockroaches Mm-mm. so um no. yeah so if you, if you have a weak stomach you may want to push the 15 second forward button mm-hmm. on this but yeah the uh cock cock uh, pacific beetle cockroach <laughs> specifically like cockroach so careful <laughs> you're broadcasting that's right but um yeah the milk is quite nutritious containing all the essential amino acids mm-hmm. carbohydrates and lipids sure so uh yeah, so if you see if you see one of these baseball players uh, roiding up or whatever, uh-huh. it's probably just cockroach milk. Cockroach milk. <laughs> so let me get this straight. Uh, you're you're at you're at the store. You say no, I don't want the cow's milk. No, I don't want the soy milk. No, I don't want the almond milk. That's right. Bingo, got it. La There's the cockroach milk. Yeah. Uh huh. It's probably it's probably gonna be in this, on a shelf. Pretty soon. You got to refrigerate that, you think? I don't know. Imagine sending your kid with one of those like paper pouch milk containers or something with cockroaches. Sure. You get like the 2% fat. Can you get that? Yeah. There's a yeah. full fat. Can, you got sour cream in that cockroach milk? Cockroach oh. milk, yeah. Mm, no, I think I'll pass on that. Yeah, that's, uh, this is going to be nasty. Yeah. Well, I mean, it is cockroach milk. I mean, come on. Starbucks? <laughs> Man, they might offer that too. So. Anyway, I like a little shot of cockroach milk on my. Yeah, on my yeah. Meant to name it Richard Roach. <laughs> yeah, what's what's the naming strategy on this? Cause <laughs> There's got to be a marketing thing for this, you know, because we got to redesign this. <laughs> right. Oh, all right. So thanks for bringing that. Appreciate it. Yeah, I thought I'd make you want to gag before dinner tonight. Well, you know, we we just now officially got banned from iTunes for the G rating, so that's good. Appreciate that. <laughs> All right, so we're going to take a small little break, and when we come back, we're going to have author and speaker, famous Dave Milam. But hey, if you know me, big and it all, you know I'm crazy about Kentucky and bourbon. So what happens when you throw coffee beans in a bourbon barrel is pure magic. I stumbled upon Kentucky Nose Bourbon Barrel Coffee a few years ago during a trip to Lexington, and it was love at first sip. From the heart of a true craftsman comes this unique combination of coffee and bourbon. Do yourself a favor and check out KentuckyNose.com to get the finest bourbon barrel coffee the bluegrass has to offer at KentuckyNose.com or the sponsors section of our website. Let me tell you, though, about the bourbon barrel. Oh, yeah. Um, I've actually used the beans mm-hmm. and the, the wood char off the inside the barrels mm-hmm. in my smoker. Okay. So I actually did the uh, char on my brisket. 
You put the char on the brisket. Well, I'm sorry, in the smoker. In the smoker. Yeah, be careful though. Step back. It's it's highly flammable. So well, it's wood infused. <sighs> Do that every time. Liquor infused, liquor infused wood. Infused wood. Yeah. I can never figure out which one of those. That's first. all right. But yeah, ch- so the coffee beans actually through the coffee beans directly on the coals, mm. and uh, it's there you go. great. So so when we come back, it'll be author and speaker Dave Milam. Welcome back to the Southern Fried Philosophy Podcast. Uh, up next is our our special guest tonight, Dave Milam. Uh, Dave Milam is an author who just recently released his first first book. Yeah, oh yeah. Actually, first book. Uh, name of it is called Ten Count. Um, this is a book that has several stories in it about um, ministry and uh, just kind of a raw, unedited truth uh, behind it's, the scenes. It's really raw. <laughs> so it's it's it may not be for like your child. No, I would not read it at bedtime. What, what, at what age would you say? Oh, I don't know. It's definitely PG-13 for sure. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, the book is available on Amazon.com. Um, also, he has a website called DaveMilam.com, and you can follow him there. And he's also on social media, too. So please check out his book on Amazon.com, and um, he's going to tell us more about it here. Welcome to the show, Dave. Thanks. Great to be here. So tell us a little bit about the book. What is it about? And why did you read? Why did you write it? Why did I write Well, let me just tell you, I... I have over the past, like I've been a pastor for a while, and what I'm discovering is, I mean, pastors get their butts handed to them pretty, pretty regularly, and then they'll show up on Sunday morning, and they'll just smile and act like nothing happened, and on the backside of it, like when I'm talking to these guys, um, I'm just hearing these stories, and they're bloody, and they're brutal, and no one's telling these stories, and the churches that they're serving in, and churches in general, don't don't see behind the veil of what's really happening and how they're getting beaten up, and how their seventy percent of depre- uh, pastors are depressed and on antidepressants, wow. and um, feel unqualified, and feel like they're just not doing what they're supposed to be doing, and and so I I was like these stories have to be told, and they have to be told in a way that are raw and unedited, and um, I mean they were edited because some of these guys have bad grammar, but. <laughs> um, just but like us. yeah, yeah. My wife was like, "Dude, this guy's terrible. How's he leading a church of whatever?" <laughs> um, but I mean, it was amazing because my wife was also like, "Man, they we're dropping the f bomb in this book several times. Mm-hmm. Do we need to let that fly?" Mm-hmm. And um, I mean, it was a huge discussion about that. But the whole point of the book was to pull back the curtain and let people see what's happening behind the scenes in pastors' lives. And these are good men. I mean, they're they're going for it, and but they're just getting beat up. Well, we're all we're all fragile individuals. I mean, we're vulnerable <laughs> every day. I mean, we we have to wake up every day and bury bury certain things. But do you hope this this book kind of opens the door to a lot of the backside of the lives? And for is it more for people who actually attend church? I guess or other for other well, ministers to know that they're not alone. Yeah, well, it's really both. As I was reading it, I realized like I I didn't feel alone. You know, it felt very like, oh my gosh, everybody else is going for it. And then I realized that the church needs to read this. The church needs to see what's happening. They need to care for the people who um, are fighting it out and battling it out um, on behalf of the church. So are you saying pastors are not 
supreme spiritual beings? <laughs> no, some of them are really stupid. <laughs> <laughs> some of them are are pretty sharp cats, um, but they're all getting they're all getting beat up. I mean, yeah. they're all getting beat up in some way or another. I hope this brings the humanity, you know, the human person, the element to to the ministry. Because I mean, I know that uh, as a former minister, you're years ago that you are inundated with so much so much stuff from um inside the church politics to outside trying to be as helpful as you can um and like you said you you come out with bruised knuckles a lot of times yeah and then your own crap too i mean you add that to the mix and it's just like a deadly cocktail of just crap yeah and you're having to deal with it like you said you feel like in a boat with one oar and nobody else to help help out going down the river so yeah so i I think i think it's it's something that got i mean i've I've seen it be used already in that capacity and it's just been we've gotten emails from guys going dude thanks for thanks for writing this i felt so alone and then i read it and i was like man yeah that's good yeah and the other thing that you point out is a lot of the times the the church congregation will lift that person up on a pedestal that's not obtainable like well, I don't expect to ever see him out at a bar having fun, or you know, ever you know, to do fun Drinking things. Drinking cockroach milk, <laughs> cockroach uh, white Russian. <laughs> um, but that we put them up on pedestals, and they don't deserve that. I mean, they they can't be that. So, right. But bringing the humanity, like you said, is is a good point. No, I think I think uh, you know, grew up in here and growing growing up here in the South. Mm-hmm. I mean. Um, your pastors always have a suit on, suit and tie, mm-hmm. and uh, this kind of new, uh, this pseudo new type of ministry thing that's coming out now, where the pastors are, are dressed down. They're they're trying to they're trying. <laughs> but they to all sh- wear the same thing, though. Honestly, let's <laughs> be honest. You just, just don't break. Pass, yeah, just don't break. A, don't break out an affliction shirt. The okay? skinny jeans. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you, you guys do. Yeah, you guys the, do come off some cookie cutter yeah, looks. So yeah, bling in the back pocket. You're good to go. Right? <laughs> there you go. Yeah, yeah flip flops. Make sure your jeans aren't bedazzled. <laughs> on the back, the back pockets. Ah, no, but I, but I do like that because it does show that pastors are people too. I mean, because mm-hmm. you said on the first episode or second episode that you uh, um, got starstruck. Well, the same thing in the, in the church world too mm-hmm. is people look at pastors like, wow, he's a celebrity. And, mm-hmm. you know, in the, in the church world, you do have your own celebrity pastors, but they're people too. It's so. it's so funny. There's like, if you're a pastor, it's like this bipolar relationship. They either think you're a celebrity or they think you're a complete moron. There's really not <laughs> anything in between. I mean, there's. Well, I've never thought that about you as, as a celebrity. <laughs> <laughs> well, there we go. That's, that explains it all, doesn't it? No, but uh, I think there's, I think people, and that's, that's how a lot of churches get broken too, is that they, they place such high regard for anyone in leadership. It doesn't mm-hmm. matter if they're passing the tithing plate around or if they're in music minister or the head pastor. They, they place them such on uh, such a high pedestal. And a lot of times when these guys may take a little step back just because they don't have anywhere to unload, um, and all of a sudden they all of a sudden they feel like they they lose their faith. The, the individual does because sure. you know, they put such high pedestal. There's a church in my hometown that has a huge congregation, and the pastor just had to step down. Due to some internal problems there, and mm-hmm. you used to see the social media, it's a lot of support for him, but also a lot of negative comments, like you know, just like all of a sudden he was the the anchor to their faith or something, right? Yeah, and that's that's the issue though. It's like this behind the scenes uh, story that's happening that nobody's talking about, and it's not out there in the open at all. Um, it's just covered up, and then all of a sudden something breaks, and people know about it, and mm-hmm. it may or may not be handled well. Right. But um, but ever there's like this reveal, like the pulling something pulls back the curtain. The curtain always gets pulled back some way. Um, then we get to see what's really happening behind the scenes, and I think it's healthier probably to pull back the curtain before there's like this train wreck in the church, and just say, dude, he's struggling. This is hard, and and we we need the church, and we need people to just kind of know that. 
Well, light, right. light is the best disinfectant, so you bring a lot of truth there. But um, I've noticed that. It's like a bumper sticker. You should totally make a bumper sticker. <laughs> Available at southernfryphilosophy.com. There you go. Cockroach milk and light <laughs> is the best disinfectant. Yeah, that's right. Ugh, God. I can't get that taste out of my mouth now. <laughs> like I've tasted it or something. But, you know. Dude, let me just tell you, we we got to find that. And like there needs to be a live sample, like taste mm. testing on air. I'll come back for it. I want to be a part of it. <laughs> mm. When I say I want to be a part of it, I want to be a part yeah. of watching you guys do oh, it. I don't yeah. want to no, no, do no, it. no, no, no. We're gonna have you. We're gonna have you do it. So all right, we'll figure it out. I'll make some. I'll make a cockroach cheesecake or something. <laughs> oh my goodness! Wouldn't that be cool? Ooh. Oh, uh, no. With or without the crunchies. So. Speaking of food, we do have – it's not the end of the interview, but one of the questions that we ask everybody is, what is your spirit food? That's a good transition to – Spirit food? Spirit food. What's a spirit food? So you know how, like, you have a spirit, spirit animal. animal. Well, the, you know, like, I think uh, – what was yours? What was your spirit animal? A biscuit. A biscuit was your spirit or, animal? Not, not my <laughs> animal down there. <laughs> was it limp? <laughs> Hey, now, my spirit animal, I think, was a bear, and then my spirit food was a biscuit. Yours was a cheeseburger. Right. So, oh, yeah. man. So, cheeseburger. Like, what yeah. what food do you relate, relate I, to? The I most? love, man, I just, for all my life, I've loved bananas. <laughs> wow. For real. Banana pudding. Southern banana okay. pudding. All right. Okay. Like, I can give you that. Like, and there's different ways to make it. Like, I've had it sure. down here in the South where they put, like, cream cheese in it. Whoa. What is up with that? That doesn't mm. even need to be happening to the banana pudding. I'm telling, I'm telling you right now, Biggin's wife makes the best banana pudding. Do you, what is she? Does she? So one of the keys to hers is to use the Chessman cookies instead of like the wafers. What's a Chessman cookie? The Pepperidge Farm Chessman cookies. Oh, it's high oh. dollar. Mm-hmm. It's high dollar stuff. Oh yeah. She do. But here's here's the two dividing lines of banana pudding: is you have the condensed milk version, mm. or you have like the whipped cream version. Mm. Um, so those those will give you two different. Yeah, and do you like do you like it when the the wafers or wafers wafers Wait, wafer. wafers? Hey, buddy, <laughs> the cookies. The <laughs> I think the South is rubbing off on you. <laughs> the South um, when the when the cookies are soggy or when they're crunchy. That's the question I need to ask you. There's a midpoint. Mm-hmm. I like a midpoint. I and agree with you. Where they're a little bit soggy, but the outside's still crisp. That that's kind of yeah. That's the perfect eating spot, right? Yeah. Right. You got to let it sit long enough. Just so. like dipping your cookies in milk, you know, you get that perfect. You, Oreos are a, a twelve sound, a twelve second yep. count. So, yep. so I do have a bone to pick with you on that one. Oh, uh, man. The first episode you told us about the trick where you use the fork mm-hmm. in the Oreo mm-hmm. uh, to put dip it in the milk. Right. I kept losing my, my Oreo in the milk. How'd you do that? Every time. It would just fall off. You'll have to come over and I'll have to show you I how think, to properly do it. I think I need to use double stuff. I think that's the problem. Yeah. Do yeah. they make other, do they make undouble stuff? Oh, yeah. Know? They have the single stuff. Undouble why, stuff? Why do that to yourself? No, it's because it, that's what it was on the shelf. I mean. <laughs> Go with the double stuff. And I think, they, don't they have like a jumbo double stuff now? They should. Yeah. I make my own. <laughs> you take double stuff and double it up? Oh, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. that's like smart. Quadruple stuff. <laughs> well, Lark, Larkin and my daughter is at the age now where you know she just dissects the Oreo, you know, mm-hmm. and pulls off the cream, and then you might find a half-eaten cookie <laughs> soggy on the bottom of your shoe or something like oh, that. So that's nothing funny. worse than finding that like nine o'clock at night in the dark. <laughs> it's worse than a it's worse than a uh, Lego or something like that. So I'd probably just eat it. <laughs> oh well. It's delicious. It depends. It's like a Home Alone episode. They just lay out the cookies for the burglars to come in. <laughs> That's right. Oh. Uh, That's right. So you wrote um, the book. So what's been probably the most influential book that you've read? Oh, my goodness. Like, I would say, you know, the Bible. I mean, <laughs> I mean it's well, big. Dar, dar. What is the, it is the largest selling book in history, I think. So. 
Um, well, no, and then you've got the the art of the deal right after that. Yeah. So. Yeah, I think I think the one that has kicked my butt the most is Edmund Freeman's um, Failure of Nerve. Mm. It has. I think that was the that's the hardest book I've ever read in my life. And yet, when I was able to plow through it, I mean, it took me weeks, and I was just like, "Bam!" I just saw the world differently after that. It was just mm. like amazing and and i think that was probably down the path to even writing this book or um compiling it i didn't actually write it all i wrote like three chapters in it but i um me and another guy did some work his name is chad did some work to just compile these stories um because we really felt like they needed to be told yeah very cool so looking back after 11 years of ministry in the charlotte area what's been Mm. one of the most surprising things that you've learned gosh surprising or interesting man i don't i don't know it's um it's it's like I, I I came here with a bit of an attitude and I came to Charlotte thinking I was gonna change the world and um that I was here for everybody else. Mm-hmm. It didn't take long before I began to realize that um the work I was doing God was using to do a work in me. The whole time I thought I was like serving for other people, God was actually beating the crap out of me in order to kind of make me a better person and wiser and smarter and I I just had no idea that this whole thing could also be about me and in addition to everybody else. So yeah. it just blew me away. Yeah. One thing I hope, your book kind of tempers in, in the church, you know, as far as the congregation, we have a tendency to kill our wounded first mm-hmm. instead of coming in and try, trying to offer triage. So that's my one wish is that these stories people will read, not just the ones in ministry, but people who go to church every week or once a month, whatever, that they see that pastors are people too, because mm-hmm. granted they have a calling to do what they do and uh, they're there for the community of the church and the, out, the outside community, but they struggle and have problems too, just like all of us. I mean, they're doing life just as, as we are. Right. So they don't have a, a, a fancy crown on their head or Maybe certain den- certain other denominations will have like fancy crowns and the, and uh, robes and stuff like that. Big gold chairs, that's right? But you, sure. but you guys, I mean, you guys are here do, here to spread the word and also you know touch other people's lives yeah, in a positive manner. So. The one thing that I would really hope is that people who read the book or people who just even hear the message of this without reading the book would realize that the pastor the pastor of their church, whether they go to a church or not, that the pastor of the local community is probably struggling and they need to look at that. And um, even just care about them, because whether or not you go to a church, um, that pastor is leading a group of people to improve the community and make our community a better place. And that pastor, the guy who's leading it all, is, um, man, he's fighting his own battle, and he a lot of times is doing it alone and Mm -hmm. needs people around him who are going to really care about that. And lift them up and um, support them because, man, it's it's tough. It's tough. You can go on adrenaline for a while, but eventually that wears off, and you just gotta you got people around you who are lifting you up. Yeah, and usually they're doing it for a lot less of a paycheck, yeah. right? I mean, yeah. we're paying them horribly. Yeah, way under. Probably making less than cops. Yeah, <laughs> or teachers. <laughs> um, the person at Arby's may be making more. So people that that don't follow Jesus or, or maybe burned by the church. What would you tell those? Like, if you had to tell somebody that's been burnt, that's been hurt, that doesn't trust Jesus? Is that a fair question? Oh, yeah, totally a fair question. Um, And a lot of times what I've discovered is someone who doesn't trust the church or doesn't trust Jesus, there's a reason for that. Mm. And when you hear their story, it totally makes sense why they wouldn't trust the church. I mean, they were burnt, somebody 
um, did something inappropriate to them. Somebody mm-hmm. should have done something and didn't follow through. Um, and they, I mean, they were hurt deeply by the church. And so when you hear those backstories as to why they have come to the conclusion that they don't trust the church at all, it totally makes sense. It totally makes sense. Um, and even God, like God didn't come through. Um, mm-hmm. And so they're like, I'm done with God because he didn't follow through. And um, when you hear the stories, I mean, it's just like, well, no wonder you don't trust the church. No wonder you don't trust God. Sure. Because if I went through that, I'd be in the same place you are. But that doesn't train, change the truth that the church is really God's hope for the world and that God really does care and love. And despite perceptions of how he may or may not have reacted or behaved, that um, that he really, really is there. So somehow you've got to wrestle through what's happened to you, maybe some from some jacked up, broken people who did stupid stuff to you. Mm-hmm. Um Versus, you know, is that really what the church is about or what God's about? Um, but man, guilt, people, by, guilt by association, totally, mm-hmm. totally. And when when people are in that spot, man, it makes sense. It totally makes sense. Well, I, I, I I'll share a little small story here. Um, when we first moved to the Charlotte area, um, I after about a year, I'd, we'd been out of church for nearly fifteen years because I was burned um, mm-hmm. pretty bad. You know, just it was a time building up. I reached out to almost a dozen churches, just kind of telling them about my family, family dynamic. And uh, actually, Dave was the only one who responded out of the dozen churches. Mm. So I um, really opened the door. And actually, the first time I visited, I was kind of went on the secret sniper mission <laughs> to the church to check it out to make sure yeah, they you, weren't. You came sure, late, left early, right? Yeah, that's right. Yep. Make sure it didn't. Uh, make sure I didn't. They weren't handling snakes or drinking arsenic. So doing some recon. <laughs> that's right. Gotcha. I was reconning. But, Checking um, out the hail bop comment. <laughs> <laughs> so I show up, and he actually recognized me by, through my email. So hmm. I thought that was pretty cool. Well, you did have your picture on that. But, yeah, the guilt by association, <laughs> the guilt by association thing, you know, is like... <laughs> There's a wanted poster inside, and you're out there with Pokemon. I'm going, what? <laughs> there, there might there might be an FBI wanted list somewhere. Like, that's the guy. <laughs> that's but, but, no, the, uh, you know, the guilt by association thing, just like people shop at Walmart, I mean, you're going to have a crappy experience at Walmart regardless which one you go to. I mean, but you're not going to... You know, most people, 99% of the people are still going to go to Walmart. Pick a different one. Sure. They're... Yeah, there's probably many churches now as there are Starbucks or CVS on the corner, so they're out there. So I like to think of our church more of the Target than the Walmart. It is a little nicer. (laughs) (laughs) Is it Target or Target? Well, we wear yoga pants, so that's that's nice. We all do. Well, yes, sometimes. (laughs) I like this. I like this. I like the sporty athletic capris myself. (laughs) You don't want to see me in in spandex, I promise. It does remind me of a story when I was a kid. I always wore the what the husky pants. I did you remember too. that. I did too. But it was when the bicycle shorts were coming out. Oh yeah. And I thought, oh, I got to be so cool because everybody's wearing the bicycle shorts. Yep. And my mom took me to the JC Penney, and I got, <laughs> where you get your bicycle? Where shorts. you get the bicycle That's the shorts? The best place at. for. Them. And I remember the look on her face when I came out thinking I looked all sharp. You know, my bicycle shorts. And she looked at me and said, oh, no, honey. No, you just can't. <laughs> You'll need to be taking those off. Right. You're going to have to put them. We can't afford those. Yeah, my. Uh... <laughs> They're only $3, Mom. <laughs> nope, can't afford it. Your your pride can't afford it, so it's okay. Yeah, I, I, luckily, luckily, I never saw those. So I'm, I'm sure I saw them, but they right. never enticed me. So uh, I wanted to be so cool. But alas, I'm not. 
man, embarrassing fads. I, I'm sure I can. I'm sure I can name a few. Like I, tattoos I, on your arms, <laughs> yeah. stuff, like yeah. stuff like that. But I had a. I remember I had that during when uh, Miami Vice was on TV. Oh yeah. I, Don't I, tell me. I had like my eighth grade picture in like a Don Johnson uh, pink, <laughs> no. pink pastel uh, jacket. Yeah. Atta boy. Pull that up. Pull it up right now. Is that? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just tell me that's on Facebook. Tell I think, me that. I think, I think my wife has it on there actually because uh, she likes to make fun of it. Oh, um, so well, who wouldn't? And I, of course, I had preacher hair when I was a senior in high school. I had like mm. the perfect. Yeah, you know, manicured. Uh, I probably use more hair hairspray than my mom. Oh wow! So, yeah, huh. I do want to see that picture. <laughs> we'll, we'll find something. We'll put yeah, it on the website. We'll find that out. <laughs> All right. Well, any last any last parting words? No, man. It's been great being being here. I love this. I love this. Cool. The vibe is awesome. Nice. And listen seriously about the cockroach mill. Let's have a conversation. <laughs> Like where where did you read that? Because I want I want to get some, and we're I'm going to bring some in, and mm. it's going to happen. Mm. I'm down for it. I mean, I've I've tasted worse, <laughs> probably. How do you know? You don't even know what it tastes like, man. I've tried I've tried some Asian food that's just <laughs> that's just rot. You know, like rotted, like thousand year old eggs and stuff mm. like that. Have you ever yep. had those? Oh my god! Yep. I mean those. Yep. Whoa! Hey, rotten swordfish from a. Nordic, Nordic areas, yeah. I've had some, I've had some crazy stuff. Maybe, maybe you should just for Chinese Valentine's Day, you can have some cockroach milk. <laughs> it's coming up. We're it's gonna make it up. happen. We'll make it happen, Captain. It is coming up. Mm. It, it, Thanks for having you're me. You're exactly real. right. It'll be coming up. Like, I'll be puking. <laughs> <laughs> Pepto sponsored by Pepto. <laughs> well, this has been another episode of the Southern Fried Philosophy Podcast. We hope you enjoyed it. Uh, again, check out our Facebook page. Don't forget about Project Mason Jar because that's going to be a cool thing that's going on. Also, hey, go to iTunes, Google Play, oh, yeah. Stitcher, um, download our uh, episodes, uh, subscribe. Please give us a rating. That's how we move up mm. in the uh, iTunes rating and also Google Play. Give us a review. Five stars. That's high as you can go. I mean, I think we're worth that. Give us six. <laughs> so, do, so do that. Anyway, go to that. Also, check out our Facebook page, Instagram, Twitter. What else? That's about it. That's it. Thanks. Right. We'll see you next time. Keep it rolling. some bourbon and peaches together mm-hmm. no doubt i made it with scotch in the night pretty much bourbon with anything <laughs> yeah i made some <laughs> you just add whatever i made uh <laughs> yeah i made like just a simple bread pudding with peaches the other night with scotch did, did she mind or only, she like it only you though oh it's so <laughs> delicious i'm bored so i'm gonna make a bread pudding with scotch <laughs> I, I made i made i made euro like my i made a euro log today and just <laughs> bored I did too. It was that <laughs> three pounds to turd. Different kind of log for me. Does <clears throat> say Louisville Slugger on it? <laughs>
I did too. It was that size of a <laughs> three pound turd. Different kind of log for me. <clears throat> did it say Louisville slugger on it? <laughs> You're right. All right, you ready? 